Hello again, this is Carl, and I am back with Jeff Middleton. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Carl. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining me again. So uh, last time we talked a little bit about the road show, but uh, you have something else coming up, and that is your conference is back. Yes, the conference is back. Um, you know, when we were out on the road show uh, the last nine months, uh, we were in the U.K., and a guy who had been to my, uh, my conference in New Orleans uh, I, somebody said, Jeff does a conference in New Orleans. And I said, well, yeah, actually I do. It's, uh, it's the annual conference we have periodically. Because um, we missed a year or two. We missed a year last year with the road show. And we missed a year in 2009 because of the economic factors. But, yes, we are back this year. And as the guy in the U.K. then explained, it's the, uh, the best party with a conference theme. Well, I certainly agree to that. <laughs> and, you know, I remember when you stood up at SMB Nation and – uh, Katrina had recently uh, devastated the city, and you called for people to support your city. And I think there are very few examples as strong as yours of bringing people into the city and actually creating a new event post-Katrina that really puts uh, New Orleans center stage. And, and I think on behalf of everybody in New Orleans, I want to thank you for doing that. And as somebody who loves New Orleans, I'm really I'm so glad to have the opportunity to go back there again. Carl, that's wonderful. I think I see a tear in your eye. I, I, I had no idea. Um, you know, actually, all kidding aside, the the idea of doing a conference was something that I had considered, and after Katrina, it just seemed like the only obvious choice. Um, it was a way that I knew I had a group of friends and a group of peers that, that would be interested in coming. So I built the conference um, around the concept of what would you do if you had an event where you had a lot of respected peers? And I'm fortunate that a lot of my peers are uh, among the MVPs or the uh, well-experienced and well-known people in the industry. So when I have a conference of my peers, it, it's it's not just everybody off of the street. It's a fairly um, it's a fairly good example of the sort of core of speakers that you would have at most any uh, event in this uh, part of the industry. But what's different is the way that we do the conference is um, it's sort of unthreaded. They talk about the unconference. Uh, that's sort of what we do. Uh, as you know, uh, we've, we've had you as a speaker. I'm kind of curious, what are your, your thoughts about how you've participated in the, uh, the conference? Well, I've loved it. The only thing that really throws me for a loop is uh, having somebody from Canada ask me a question, and sometimes they pronounce things differently. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I get the, you know, questions about the evolution of the economy or something, and I don't understand what they're saying, so I have to ask them to re-ask the question. But I love the international nature of it. I love the fact that you get people from all over the United States and other countries together, and they really just focus on one thing at a time. It's not like there are nine things going on at once. It's a conversation that takes place for two days. It has a beginning. It has a middle. It has an end. It's got a theme. And the theme this year is really very interesting because it is truly different from anything that anybody has brought up in our space before. Yeah, the, the idea of a theme for the conference um – it, it originates from the first year. We obviously were right after Katrina, and so we did a conference on disaster recovery. And so everybody said, okay, so Jeff's doing an annual disaster recovery conference. And I said, no, that's not it. And they said, well, you're doing an annual migration conference. Well, that's because the next year we did migration, and uh, everybody assumed, well, SBS migration, migration, that's what it's going to be. 
Well, the reality is that in 2008, when we did the migration conference, that was the first time that Microsoft had integrated migration into the SBS product line. It was a big deal. It was what everybody was talking about. Right after Katrina, everybody was talking about disaster recovery. In 2010, we did a conference, and we talked, uh, the, the theme that year was uh, optimize, uh, get better reality, which is a quote I pulled from one of the marketing success from, from Apple. And, and the reason for that was that in 2010, everybody was thinking about, are we out of this economic crisis? Are we at the point where we can survive? And the obvious answer was, you're going to have to learn how to live with what you've got. You've got to optimize. And so... You know, in, in, in that sense, in the optimize, we looked at how do you optimize the way you deliver your services, how you sell, how you uh, set up and configure your servers, is, is your process of, of delivering and installing, does it make sense? Is, is the product mix that you're going to your customers going to make sense for the kind of customers? A lot of people after, uh, you know, 2008 crash found that they had to go find a different set of customers uh, because either they had they were no longer getting purchasing from their existing customers and such, so you know I offer that as an example because we can look back at the conferences we've done before and see why they were successful. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult for me to tell you why the next one's going to be successful without without it sounding like I'm just doing a sales pitch. This year's theme is on trusted identity, and uh, the full title for this year is trusted identity. Uh, faith in a technology world. And, and the logic of this is that disaster recovery you can define as, well, I wish that hadn't happened and now I'm in a really bad way, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong with that. Well, if you look at trusted identity, we use the concept of who are you and do I know you and do I want to do business with you and do I know you electronically, do I know you if I'm a partner with you, do I know your ethics, do I understand if I'm installing systems and you're federated through Facebook, you know, what is that? I mean, Carl, you spent a lot of time on Facebook. Let's just take that example for a moment. How do you feel about talking to everybody in the world about all the things you do in your business and personal life on Facebook? Well, interestingly enough, and people might be surprised at this, I have a Facebook presence, but I manage it very well. I have whole parts of my life that never touch Facebook, and I'm very happy with that. And, you know, I've had people tell me things like, oh, you're going to Seattle. Okay, I'll be over at your house stealing your stereo while you're gone, right? <laughs> That's exactly but, my point. <laughs> but you couldn't, find, you couldn't find my address anywhere online. My home address is not available. I've worked very hard to make that true. Many, many people are not that conscious of it. I'm shocked at how many people have not only their home address but their phone number. Uh, Steve Wozniak, you want his home phone number? It's on Facebook. <laughs> well, and, and so you picked a perfect example where you're trying to manage your identity while using Facebook to, I mean, let's be honest, using Facebook to market your business and to keep people aware of who you are and what things you, you think are important, and yet you've chosen to obscure a piece of your identity for security purposes. Now, uh, I mentioned the term federation of identity, uh, and that's a term some people may not know. If you talk about enterprise computing, federation 
is the concept that across a bunch of different directory services you have an identity which can be established in one location and then the other related trusted environments will allow you to basically pass through authenticate into different realms. Uh, we don't think about that in the small business world, particularly if you're a small business server type of uh, consultant. You think of uh, people log in to the, the small business server and they walk around in the network. Well, now that we're talking about cloud services, by definition, if you start putting your exchange services in the cloud, you're going to be authenticating here on the ground in your, your office, but you're going to be authenticating into the cloud. Who's the system manager behind those services? What information are you putting into your email that they may have access to? And do you really trust them? And then the, the other idea of, of uh, you know, your trusted identity is what about if you have now, uh, we, we, we grow the number of places that we have private information. Let's say that you've got a CRM uh, service that you subscribe to that's someplace other than your email systems. You're now waiting for the weakest link in your identity management protection to fail, and then you're just like the levees in New Orleans. All it took was one levee to fail, and the water comes in, and we, we have people who are facing a potential identity management crisis that they don't even think about. And, and you know, to bring it back around to Facebook, Facebook is the single largest federated directory service in the world. That's because people log into Facebook and you go lots of places around uh, the world on the web and you'll find you can log in with your Facebook account. You're establishing a trail of details about your identity in different places and who knows whether you should trust the company you're going into with those, uh, those credentials. And two things about that. One is that when something says, oh, in order to do this, I need your, your to give me permission on Facebook, click here. You know, you could go off and read that privacy policy. You don't. You don't. I don't. Nobody does. Right? There are three people on earth that have ever read that policy, and they work for Facebook. So, so people just do that, and there's a certain level of trust there, and I'm assuming we're going to talk about that at the conference. The other thing that goes on is that when you go to clients and you say, all right, I want to sell you this service. It's going to be in the cloud. Clients very often, my experience has been, and we've sold a lot of cloud services, they look at you and say, I'm assuming you're going to take care of the security, meaning they want to make sure I have vetted every service that's going to touch their data. And if they don't think that I've done that, then they're not going to trust me. But once I nod yes, it's over. They do not go and investigate this thing on, on their own. Uh, that's what's called delegation of trust. Uh, they've just uh, decided that they will delegate the responsibility for the trust and uh, what happens with it to you, and it's an interesting problem. The question is, do you know the entire perimeter of where that customer is using their identity? What are the entry points that you're creating by allowing the systems that you manage to use the same identification that they use for other places? And if you go back to the, to the small business consultants where we had the home computer, um, you know, the kids would log in and talk to their friends and uh, go looking for games and, and music on, on the Internet on the exact same computer that would VPN back into the guy's office. Now, we all knew that that was a freight train for a security breach, but what's happening now is it, it's tenfold because it's not even into trusted environments. You trust your house and you trust your business and you can delegate trust between the computers there. 
once you start delegating trust to consultants and services and such, there's a big risk there. But the key point you brought up was the customer just tapped you on the shoulder and said, Carl, I trust you to sort this out for me. And now you're responsible for the security that's out there. So, you know, think about the idea of identity theft at a very simple level. If you're responsible for somebody's company assets and you have allowed them to use Facebook as a way to authenticate to different places, someone could have their credit card lost and that would allow someone to gain access to their credit card information. They might have a access to, to your email because they intercept something that gives them that ability. Then they find your PIN number, or maybe they put a key logger on. And the next thing you know, not only have they you know, lost all of the money in their bank card, they've actually gained access to the business accounts and drained the funds out of the business accounts because you federated the authentication across all of it. Right. So, and that's the tip of the iceberg. It is absolutely. So, this is a 27-day conference, I take it. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we looked at the 27-day model, and we felt a little bit more comfortable with the 10-day model. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so, divide up the 10 days for me. Okay. So, traditionally, the way that we have always done our conference, we have a, uh, 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 I hate to use the word tradition again, but the, the traditional uh, weekend conference, uh, which our conference starts on a Thursday and with a, a welcome reception, but then there's a pre-day in front of it. So on June 7, we have a pre-day. Uh, it's the brain explosion by third tier. Uh, a lot of you would know Amy Babinchek, who has uh, done a series of, of these over the last couple of years. Very successful deep dive uh, type of technical uh, education comes from the uh, third tier team. Uh, so that's Thursday, June the 7th. And then our conference, the actual conference of uh, uh, the IT Pro uh, Trusted Identity Conference, will be that Friday and Saturday, which is the 8th and the 9th. So if that's all the conference you need, that's going to be three days of some spectacularly deep and thought-provoking uh, conference that you can have. If you feel like you need a little bit more conference experience, then on Sunday you would want to be signed up for the Cruise Conference, the seminars at sea that we do. Because we figure once you've flown into New Orleans, you've had three days of partying and three days of learning education and such, you've got to fly back, but who says you've got to fly back on Sunday? Why not just join the rest of us who are going down to the cruise dock? We're going to get on a seven-day cruise. We're going to go from New Orleans to uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica, on to Grand Cayman, and then to Cozumel, and back to New Orleans. Uh, it's a seven-day cruise. You'll be back home uh, Sunday the following week, and while we're on the cruise, of course, we have a lot of fun, but we also do some additional seminars uh, where you get to network with your peers. Very good. And so uh, what's the website for that? As always, you can find anything by just going to sbsmigration.com and then take a link off of the homepage. Uh, the conference is actually at conference2012.sbsmigration.com. Uh, but again, if you just go to our homepage, you can click on the, the promotional piece that's right there. It'll take you right into the website. All of the information about these conferences are listed there. We will have a session outline for the uh, Trusted Identity Conference. Uh, that will be posted probably in the next uh, three or four weeks. Uh, we're, we're pulling together what those actual sessions are. But I want to point out to people who are afraid of too much of one thing, 
the key point behind the way we do our conference is most of the sessions will be panel discussions or case studies that are talked about amongst our, our expert peers. And some of those peers will be people like uh, Dana Epp has, has committed that he's going to be there. Dana Epp is the guy who does those lovely demos where he shows you how to break into the laptop of the guy sitting next door to you without ever touching his machine. He is a security expert. Uh, and his Auth Anvil tool is designed to help you protect yourself against security breaches. He's on one end of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum, we have lightweights like you, who uh, nice <laughs> can talk about uh, your experiences in, uh, in in managing the environments and businesses and the technology. Uh, I, I guess the point I want to summarize that with is that. We try and deliver a complete multifaceted view on a particular topic. So when we talk about trusted identity, we're going to look at management issues, we're going to look at business issues, we're going to look at responsibility you have to your customers, we'll look at the technology that is involved and the products that are going on. You take all that together, put the pre-day in from uh, uh, third tier, and you got a complete package in three days. And like I said, if you got ten days and you need something to do in June, we got a plan for you. Excellent. Well, it made my day when I saw that there was going to be another conference in New Orleans. And thankfully, I mean, you were talking earlier uh, in the previous podcast about we thought we might be getting out of uh, the recession in, in 2010. But, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we're really going to get out of the recession in 2012. I, you know, I think that... Uh, after my experience in going around the world, I believe that we are out of the recession of 2008. I'm just not sure if we're not in a different recession right now. But, um, you know, my, my reaction was um, that this is the year I wanted to, to do this conference on, on this topic uh, because it's what we should all be concerned about. I don't really think that there is a, uh, an, an economic crisis uh, that protects you from controlling your identity. Um, I wanted to do a conference, even if you only came for the two-day conference. To me, the most important anybody, the most important thing anybody could be doing for themselves or their customer at this time is to look at trusted identity and how to protect it. Think about the person of the year this year was a masked individual. Time magazine decided the protester the person who is angry with authority. The world is becoming a very complicated place where authority and trust are being questioned all day long. You should know more about it. Excellent. Well, thank you once again for bringing a new topic to the SMB community and to bringing fresh content, which we, we dearly love and I personally appreciate. All right, Carl. Thanks very much.